All right. Just got back from a run. And uh, I, kill, I killed a fly with my eyeball. So live with that now. With my eyeball. Death by eyeball. What a bitch way to go out for a fly. What killed you? Eyelashes. Ding-a-ling-a-ding. Bing bong boom. What you gonna do? Hello. What's up? Nothing when you did. I'm about to do a podcast with my friend Brandi. Oh, really? Oh, you are? That's cool. I just got back from a run. You are outdoors a lot and in nature and stuff. Has this ever happened yeah. to you where a fly has flown into your eyeball and then oh, yeah. your eye, you kill it with your eyeball? Mm-hmm. And then you have to go fishing for a for the corpse of a Ugh. dead fly on your cornea? <laughs> I have contacts. So my contacts catch it which is pretty nice no because the contact only goes over like the colored part and a lot of times it's like deep in the recesses of the Ooh. you know yeah it's really not the best god what's worse though catching it with your eyeball or swallowing it catching it with your eyeball i think huh because i get that, pretty disgusted when i think i've ingested a fly what happens to everyone when they die they void their bowels it's a fact look it up so what's happening here is, and I assume it happens to all animals, even insects. So what the fly does, it flies into your eye. It starts to suffocate and die due to the mucus and the tears in your eye and the, you know, the eyelid going up and down trying to figure out what's going on. So then it shits itself in your eyeball. So you got fly shit in your eye. It's the worst. I was on a run. If someone was watching me, they would have thought that I got shot by a sniper in the bushes. <laughs> I went down like a sack of potatoes. And then I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, oh, no, I got to fly, fly, So then I had my phone with me. So then I'm using my phone. Looks so LA that looked like I was like trying to take some like like the weirdest Selfies. selfie ever. For where sure. I had this thing straight up to my fucking eye. And I can see this dead fly in there. And then I'm like, Ooh. how do I get it out? Do I use my dirty ass fingers? Do I get a stick? Well, that's probably dirty too. I don't no. have I don't have Q-tips <laughs> with me. So what'd you do? I ended up using my fucking nail and I went in there and I fished her out. And by doing that, I think I scratched something because now my eye just hurts. Or my eyeball is allergic to fly shit, which is definitely no. still in there. Yeah. Is fly shit in your mouth really that much better? I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. I guess like the question is, is like, would you rather have sh human shit in your mouth or in your eye? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, the hard-hitting <laughs> questions here on why. Can't even answer. Hey, why you literally tears? can't answer. Would you rather have human shit in your eyeball or in your mouth? <laughs> answer the poll on the Instagram. Oh God. Oh, it man. sounds so bad. Here's the thing. You get human shit. <laughs> the fact that I'm breaking this down is fucked up, but whatever. Because if you get human <laughs> shit in your mouth, that's gross. Nothing probably will happen to you. It's a good chance you won't get shit. You won't get sick. You know what you will get. What? That's how you get pink eye. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, yeah. I know you're going to get pink eye. And to be honest with you, <laughs> I would rather, I would, even if I were to get sick from shit in my mouth, that's like what, a day's worth of throwing up? <laughs> 
But pink eye <laughs> is for like three days. No one wants to get close to you because you become so fucking contagious. You're a toxic monster. Everyone's- and everyone knows you have shit in your eye. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going with shit in my mouth. Oh, wow. Are we this desperate for content? Oh, the sad thing is, is that this is as good as the show's going to get. And That's probably true. You know what? It's all downhill from here. Which, by the way, I was asking that on my Instagram the other day, and the whole, like, it's all downhill from here thing has always confused me. And I did a poll. Did we talk about this? Mm-mm. But I saw it on your Instagram. What do you think when someone says, it's all downhill from here? What does that mean to you? When I hear that, I feel like it means it's going to get, everything's going to get easier. Okay. Going downhill is so much easier. That's what I said on Instagram. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like it's all downhill from here means it's gonna get worse. Yeah. But people don't that say it's, make sense. But people don't say it's all uphill from here. No, they don't. They say it's all downhill from here. So, anyways, second pull huh. for the YFTers out there. It's all downhill from here. Does that mean I got human shit in my eyeball? <laughs> or <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Does that mean I got human shit in my mouth? What does it mean? There's a song called that when like emo rock was in pete wentz's band newfound glory newfound glory i don't know if i even remember i actually it. am friends with the guitar player in this band name droppy should i call well, i was gonna say should i call him and ask him what the song means yeah you're hiding something cause it's burning through your eyes i try to get it out but all i hear from you are lies All those bands sounded the exact same. <laughs> yeah, they do. I couldn't even really hear any of those lyrics. Could you? No, I couldn't, but it sounded <laughs> just like this. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, no offense to your friend, but like Newfound Glory and Blink-182, all those bands, they sounded the same. So listen to me. Yeah. Well, he's not the singer, so I don't think he would be that offended. Yeah. And also, I know they made a bunch of money, so whatever. So whatever. It's all good. Anyways... I'm back home now. Well, can you tell us anything from your travels? I don't think so. I think, I don't think, I was just, hmm. I was just hanging out in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Just hanging hang, out, huh? Hanging out in the Kirk. That's what, they, that's what they call it down there. They call it the Kirk. Mm. Do they? No, I don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> they should. If they don't, they should. The real question is, were you part of the whole uh, Caitlin Bristow, April Fool's prank? There were so many people on the group text, I couldn't, I didn't really go through to see who was on it. Were no, you on there? No, and I'm a little offended, actually. Because <laughs> I talked to her about it, and I should have been like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Because I'm friends with Jason. What the Are fuck? You? I guess not. <laughs> Honestly, I hate April Fools, but it felt really good to be part of that prank because it was pretty epic. So if everyone doesn't out there doesn't know what we're talking about, Caitlin April fooled Jason by this was such a long con, dude. Like kind of twisted. She sent him a nude the night before. Okay. And then the next day on April Fools, she had like 30 of his friends text him at the same time being like, did you mean to post that? Which made him think that he accidentally posted the nude of Caitlyn. Which is a great prank, by the way. Phenomenal. It's really good. Dude, everyone in the Kirk, I'm sure, was freaking out about it. 
But, Everybody really like got creative with their texts. Yeah. Like I know he posted a bunch of them and I was not very creative at all because I was riding my horse. I had an alarm set to remind me. Yeah. And I was like literally cantering around and my alarm goes up and I'm like, shit. And I like pull up and like one handed, I just send like a real quick, like, um, your Instagram story. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then, and then she filmed the entire thing and oh. he was angry. Rightfully mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Freaking out. But also, I mean, he, sh- he should just post the picture now. Like, like <laughs> next year on April fools, he should be like, April fools. Here's the picture. All right. <laughs> That would be so bad. Oh, God. Anyways, I was telling her about the April Fool's prank that was played on me. And have I told you that story? I don't know. I think I have, but I'll tell it again because it is a pretty good one. Okay. So this was back in college. I was like casually dating this girl. We weren't like boyfriend, girlfriend. It was college, you know, like a college Mm -hmm. relationship, you know. Okay. And this is when I was playing rugby. And this is so far back. I mean, cell phone service is spotty now, but like go back to 2005. Okay. And just like try to remember those days. So I was traveling for a rugby game and we were like driving back from like Georgia or Alabama. I can't remember who we were playing. We had a huge van for the team and... So I'm driving with 20 guys in a van and I get a text message from the girl at the time that I was dating. And she wrote, hey, listen, when you get back, we really need to talk about something. And so I'm thinking that, hey, you know, I don't want to date you anymore or, you know, or like this needs to be serious or whatever. I'm just like, okay, well, like, can you like give me like a vibe as to like what we need to talk about? And she goes, I wanted to do this in person, but, you know, I'm late and I went and took a pregnancy test. My heart sinks holy shit and of course i'm like my life is over my college career is over no way and so of course i'm like telling all i'm showing the phone to like my close friends in the team and they're just everyone's just like holy shit dude your life is over and no offense to anyone who's ever gotten pregnant and unwanted pregnancy to be fair i was actually a mistake true story same um, no see there you go We turned out great. We turned out great. Like, we're the joy of our parents' lives. So I text her back, and I'm like, okay, we really need to talk. And so we pulled over at a, uh, like, a gas station or whatever, and I call her, and I have no service. Nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no service Mm -hmm. at the time. Like, we need to talk. We need to talk right now. We go through, like, 45-minute stretch of, like, no service, right? And I'm losing my mind. 45 minutes of just, like, pure hell like i've seen my life end before my eyes and i can't believe it and all my fucking teammates are just like jesus christ well i couldn't wear a goddamn condom and finally we get back like in like the city limits and cell phone reception comes back on and she of course had like right after i was like wait hold on we need to talk had been like april fool Uh, and that was the last time i ever spoke to that woman oh my god Honestly, that's warranted. Like, that's <laughs> pretty bad. That's a horrible joke to play. Horrible. Should we start the show? Or Yeah, we got to start the show. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it me or you? I think it might be me. Go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Don't forget to wear condoms. Seriously. 
All right, YFTers, I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. How you living? Pretty good. Have I been somewhere? I feel like I've been somewhere. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you where I've been. Where you been? I went out on the town. No. To a club on Friday night. You can do that? It's the first time I've done it since February. Yeah. Of Right? Of last year? It, I mean, it's been a long time. Is everyone wearing masks? You have to wear a mask to get in the door. Yeah. But then once you get in there, definitely not everyone's wearing them. Oh. People are, quote unquote, drinking. So. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. What's it, it like? Was, it was something. It was limited capacity, so it wasn't like, you know, like body to body, like fully packed or anything. So it was definitely a different club vibe. But I went out to support our boy, Balake, who was DJing. Oh. My precious little, little Balake. How were his transitions? Um, Good transition, bad transitions? I think he went to DJ school, and I can tell. Yeah. He actually, like, I was impressed. He started out really strong. He did a couple transitions around the bat, and I was like... Look at Blake go. Yeah. Like we are going from like hitting space bar on the Caitlin Bristow tour to actually making transitions and using tractor and DJing. Like he was getting it. Um, Blake's music choices are very different than mine. So, you know, Blake, Blake likes what Blake likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls were loving it. They were loving it. Um, a lot of bachelor uh, people were there. I don't, I don't know how that works. They seem to all travel in a group. Have you noticed this? They're like dead heads. <laughs> Parrot heads. Jimmy Buffett's version of it. What should we call bachelorette, bachelor fans that travel? No, I mean actual contestants. Oh, I saw it was a Dylan who had tweeted like bachelor producers must be loving the fact that everyone's hanging out or something like that. And I didn't really know what that yeah. meant. Who was I mean, all there? I'm sure they're all friends, but I really feel like they like. They really PR these opportunities of like, let's all go to Nashville and be seen and get our Instagram engagement pop in. For sure. For sure. But everybody was super nice. A couple of them I've met before. Clay was there. I've seen Clay a bunch. Chris Bukowski, always a nice guy. And then a bunch of newbies. Spencer and who was the other newbie? Oh, Chasen. Jason was there and Jason by oh, the way is the most bro name of any bachelor guy ever it's pretty bro-esque yeah, yeah. uh and also Chris uh that was used to be with Crystal was there the goose 
That one, yes. The <laughs> goose was the loose on the town in Nash. There. So it was qu- quite. <laughs> it was quite the crew. Kelsey Weir was there. I think she just moved to Nashville. She's also super sweet. This is the second time I've met her as well. She's really nice. So everyone had a great time. Blake put on a great show, and it felt good. I can't believe I'm saying that. It felt good to be back in a club. For it sure. Did. Can I ask you felt this? Good. Do you have any tea for us? Was anyone fucking hugging up yet? Was it, was it Stagecoach 2019 all it, over again? It was, no, I, I, one could only hope. It was very tame, actually. Everybody was drinking, but like they were playing Limbo, which I don't really get that. Do you know that's like a thing? Like people do this often where they get drunk and they're at a party or in a club and all of a, all of a sudden start playing Limbo. Have you noticed this? Like where they try to go underneath the bar and they limbo under it? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in this instance, like, I guess somebody had, like, a really long scarf that they were, like, holding, like, two people were holding. It definitely wasn't Kelsey. I don't think it was Bachelor Girls. I think it was fans that were doing it with the guys. And literally every single one ate shit going through there. Like, one girl was, like, had, like, two drinks, one in each hand. And she was, like, trying to, like, you know, be impressive or whatever. And she literally fell, legs spread wide open, both drinks just going everywhere. Cooter out. it's so hard not to laugh. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it was something. For, okay, I have a lot of questions about this, and I love the fact that you've got the inside info, and I don't. One, what club was this at? Like, what was it? Kid Rock's Bar. Please tell me it was. No, 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 no. Um, it was you know the Dream Hotel. They have a club un- in the basement, like underneath of it, called Dirty Little Secret, and that's where we were. Got it. Okay. Speaking of, it's secret- kind of new. Speaking of secrets, what did you find out? I know someone who is vibing with Kelsey. Their name? Kelsey? Kelty? Kelsey. 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 Chelsea. I didn't, I don't, I really, Kelsey was just like doing her own thing. She, she was like very, had it like very cool, had it together. It was her birthday and her sister, her, you know, she's a twin sister. Her sister was there too. So maybe she was like being PG because her sister was there. I don't know, but she wasn't flirting with anybody. She was just there to hang. Cause you know, this is going to be important information for me to have in paradise. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah, because I, I mean, I could definitely see Kelsey going. She wasn't flirting with anybody there, so maybe she's been talking to somebody else. Yeah, right. Yeah, on right. Instagram, yeah, right. Not that wasn't there. I'm telling you, no, it, there were no, there was no energy there with her and anybody else. Don't believe it. You know who I do think is going to paradise for sure. Who? I mean, I don't, I don't know this for sure. I'm just speculating. Hmm. Kelly. She's paradise ready. She is paradise ready. Was I she saw there? Her, she was like posting on her story about like, I guess I didn't really notice that she'd lost a bunch of weight because I thought she looked great on her on the season she was on. But I guess everyone's saying she's gotten really skinny and she looks great. And I'm like, you're going to paradise, aren't you? All signs point to paradise is happening this year. Oh, yeah, uh, I agree. And I think this is going to be one of the best seasons ever because there's so much talent to choose from. Mm-hmm. And by talent, I mean people with no talent other than they look amazing <laughs> on television. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't have it. If they can have The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and they do Paradise the same way where they quarantine everybody before and test everybody. And then, you know, par- in par- Paradise, they really they always just stay in one location. So I, I would think of all of the shows, that would be the easiest one to pull off. Yeah. Anyway, that's where I've been. Out that's on the great. Town. Good for you, kid. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> well, we should do some favorite things, bro. Okay, bro. You got some fave things or no? I got some fave things. Okay, give me something. I, 
I don't know if it's plural. I, I haven't thought that far, but mm. I do have one fave thing. What do you got? This new HBO Max series called Made for Love. Have you seen it? No. Tell me all about oh. it, though. I was hoping you'd seen it because I'm very curious to hear your take. So you have to go watch. Made for Love. Comedy. Drama. Sci-fi. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, hold, what? Okay. Yes, it, I know. It's not like a reality show. No, no. Oh, I thought it was like a, no, like no, a dating it's, it's show. It's not reality. Got it. Okay. A young woman on the run after 10 years in a suffocating marriage to a tech billionaire suddenly realizes that her husband has implanted a revolution. What? <laughs> a revolutionary monitoring device in her brain that allows him to track her every move. Made for love. Whoa, dude. So Elon it's Musk. pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. I don't know what the theme is these days with like love and technology. It's it's because like, you know, we just watched the one, which I loved so much. And it was also kind of like that situation. But this is like taking it to a whole nother level. Okay. And so here's what's interesting about this show. Is it is like very much trying to be a comedy, mm -hmm. but it's very dark. She's like killing people and then like they're laughing about it. And it's like it, the comedic timing of, of, the, of everything is very interesting. That's why I'm curious for you to watch it. It's Chris Milotti. She was in uh, Palm Springs, which we talked about. I was okay. Yes. I couldn't remember. I, I was like, I feel like I've seen her before, but she, but I didn't know where. And I, I don't know. She, I don't know. She didn't stand out to me that much, but she's really, really good. Yeah. It? She also did an I mean, episode of black mirror. She was in modern love. She's a little bit of like the new it girl, I feel like. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. It is a little Black Mirror-ish, the way it's like set in the future and Billy Magnuson, the guy, the lead guy or whatever, he plays this like tech billionaire. They live in like this compound that apparently they haven't left the compound for 10 years mm -hmm. and they have like a dolphin swimming in their pool and the where the sci-fi stuff comes in is like anywhere in the world that they want to like transport to, they can like snap their fingers and all of a sudden they're there even though they don't leave the compound like crazy stuff like that like right off the bat the first episode opens with her escaping the compound she's like soaking wet and in this like fancy dress and escaping and you're like what and then they but then they go back and forth between showing you like the escape now and like and like what her life was prior in the compound right so it's like constant back and forth and basically like they've been married for 10 years, but what this guy's working on is this microchip that you put in, like couples put it in their brains, like both of them do. And it's basically like you can read each other's like entire, every thought. The way he spins it is like two souls, but one mind kind of thing. Like you and your, you know, it's, it's going to like solve love because no. you and your partner will be on like one wavelength. Yeah. It's psycho. Well, just, and think so, about, just think about when you have sex with somebody, because sometimes oh, you're having yeah. sex with somebody and you start thinking of like other shit, you know, or like, yeah. and if they knew the things that you were thinking about. Oh, let it get murdered. This, this is an endless, there's endless reasons why this is not a good idea. And so <laughs> he starts talking about this and I, and she has like, you know, she's like having an oh shit moment where like she, I think she's like already miserable and wants to leave. And then they announce that like this is happening like very soon. And should she escapes 
And then, like, in the first episode, you find you find out that he's already put the fucking chip in her brain. So when she escapes, he knows exactly where she is and exactly what she's doing and thinking and blah, 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 blah. And so that's how it starts. I really like it a lot. There's only – it must be coming out weekly because there's only three episodes out. So that's kind of a bummer, but it's really good. Very cool. I'm into that. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. We're, like, super late on this, and I feel bad. I really like it. It's a show called For All Mankind. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Is it on Apple? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it was like came out in 2019, so I'm a little late on it, but uh, whatever. Here's the uh, the tag. In an alternate version of 1969, the Soviet Union beats the United States to the moon, and the space race continues on for decades with still grander challenges and goals for all mankind. So you know who's in it? Joel Kinnaman. The first season of Altered Carbon. Did you watch that show? No, I didn't. Oh, that was one was of my. Was it so good? I love the first season of Altered Carbon. I absolutely loved. I thought it was amazing. Oh. Anyways, okay, that's where I first met him. But uh, he was also in The Killing. That one we talked about it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, he was RoboCop in the new one. He's in like the new Suicide Squad. Like he's like everywhere, and he's the lead in the show. But there's a lot of other big names. Anyways, it's really cool because how crazy and how different our world would have been if like we didn't win the space race to the moon. Yeah. For all mankind, I really really like it. Okay. Thing on the Apple Plus train. Have you seen Cherry? No, but I've been seeing how it's a popular one. Uh huh. I have not watched it yet, but it's. I was watching previews last night, and that one came up, and it definitely seems like, seems like something you would love. So yeah. I think we need to watch that this week. I know it just seems like really heavy. Uh, I know, it's but like it does sound really good. War vet has PTSD. Is what the kind of vibe is. Here's the tag: Cherry drifts from college dropout to army medic in Iraq, anchored only by his true love, Emily. But after returning from the war with PTSD, his life spirals into drugs and crime as he struggles to find his place in the world. It's Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. This is such a good thing for him to do because he's just like the funny Spider-Man guy. And pivoting over to like this like very serious role is we're probably going to see that he's like a really good actor and not just like a silly 5'6 Spider-Man, you know? Just like quick update on the challenge. Oh boy. It looks like CT's gonna make it to the final, guys. And like I'm just the biggest CT fan. Listen, I know a lot of people out there think that CT's an asshole and he's like burning bridges left and right. And you know what? You may be right, but CT is phenomenal television. Every interview he does, I'm like, fuck, he's so good at this. I need to be ba- I need more like CT in the interview booth. And he's just good. And you know what? He's played his way. He's an old fucking dog that's learned some new tricks. And he's played his way. It looks like he's played it into the final. Because he's a man without a partner right now. And it looks like there's probably only going to be one playoff left to go. And he can't get in it because he got no partner. Sad that Big T's gone. She was amazing. But Big T, here's what you got to do, girl. Because your social game is so amazing. Everyone loves you. But here's the thing, you're not in good enough shape. And that's no shake against you because you're a tiny little thing. But if you just do a little bit of cardio and a little bit of weightlifting and like, who am I to talk? But I'm just saying like a little bit of that before the next one. Sky's the limit for you, Big T. That's all I'm saying. Sky is the limit. Loved you. An amazing character on reality TV. The challenge is good. 
I do think the YFTers also love the challenge. Yes, they do. I get a lot of people writing me messages messages saying like, hey, quit hating on Wells when he does the challenge recaps because we love it. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know if you're watching Hell's Kitchen, but no. it's phenomenal. I saw some YFTer being like, do you really still think Declan's going to make it to the end? Yeah, I do think Declan's going to make it to the end. All right. Of course, Declan is going to win this thing. No ifs, ands, or buts. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if he wins it because he's going to win the show. Because guess what Declan's going to get? He's going to get some Food Network show about his ass traveling around Ireland or Scotland or wherever the fuck he is, trying out shit or something. He's going to be like the Anthony Bourdain of Scotland. Declan's going to win. He's the best. Doesn't matter. All right? And that's all I got to say about that. Wow. Did you watch... The premiere of Manifest? No, because I was gone. So I came back and we watched last night. I came back. All this stuff is like in the queue. We watched Hell's Kitchen. And we watched a challenge. So yes, Manifest is up. Debris is up next. Don't worry. Debris? You're off Debris, aren't you? Why are we calling it Debris all of a sudden? Because that's how it's spelled. It's stupid. And I'm annoyed by how Debris is spelled. Okay? And Okay. Okay. I was a little nervous that Manifest was going to come back and not be as good as it's been. I was wrong. So good? The, the season premiere is great. Yes. I loved it. Yes. Only complaint I have. You know how they do, like, when they have their callings, mm-hmm. you, you see, like, a not a flashback, because it's not in the past, but they have these, like, flashes of something. All of a sudden, the calling flashes have gotten very fake-looking. Okay. <laughs> So they've lost like, some CGI budget. <laughs> Something's go, or, or a part of me feels like they actually upped it and it just looks really bad because they're trying too hard. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. But aside from that, loved it. I don't want to ruin anything for you, so I'll wait till you've watched it. But like, so happy Manifest is back. Freaking love that show. Still need answers about the flight, about Flight 828. Yeah. You know? Of course. We all do. I know that a lot of people think I'm a crazy alien conspiracy theorist, and I am. And I was in the Kirk, and I was really hoping I was going to see some aliens, because I feel like New Mexico is, like, where aliens hang out or whatever. You know, and I don't know what's going on. But so I, I went down, like a, like, a rabbit hole of UFO stuff, and I watched a documentary that's on Prime called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And— Oof. You got to watch it. Great documentary. I don't think I can. You got to watch it. Great documentary. You know who narrates it? Who? Ari Gold. Jeremy Piven. It's about this guy named Stephen Greer who was a doctor back in the day. And then he started being contacted by aliens. And I know this sounds crazy, but like he seems like a pretty normal guy. And he's figured out how to communicate with aliens. Like, so like there's all these like different stages, like close encounter of the first kind is hearing a radio signal from an alien. Close encounter of the second kind is seeing one. Third kind is like interacting with one. Fourth kind is, you know, it's like, there's all these like different steps. What's fourth kind? I don't know. I'm not, I don't even know what I'm fucking all up. Fifth kind is like the one where you like, you're able to converse with them and stuff. He's like figured out a way to fucking like call on these aliens. And I know this sounds crazy, but it's like a lot of these people like hanging out in the desert with him and they are like meditating and stuff. They're like opening up their chakras to like the aliens. I know this sounds crazy, but they have footage of it. And all of a sudden UFOs show up in the night sky and like he's got a laser pointer. And he'll point at it and it'll fucking move around. And you're like, holy shit, he did it. It doesn't look like, I mean, what do I know? But it doesn't seem like it's faked. 
And they've even got a lot of footage of them feeling presence of like an alien coming down. Then they'll make this like crazy, like blurry picture of the alien right behind them and stuff. Anyways, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind is, if you are into aliens, you gotta watch it. He's also like a straight up consultant for the government about this stuff. Yeah, because like the government's now just is, is just like yeah, it's real. We don't know what to tell you, but it is freaking real. So good check out. <sighs> that terrifies me. It shouldn't, and I'll tell you why. His whole thing is that the aliens are not scary or aggressive at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, the complete opposite. Opposite. They want like peace and stuff, and so like a lot of the stuff that they do is they'll fuck with nuclear bomb sites and like be able to like turn them all off because I think they're scared that we're gonna kill everyone. Oh. It's really interesting, and that's huh. why his whole meditation thing is all about showing love and affection and being positive and stuff. And that's what these aliens they really identify with because they're more of like a positive being than a negative one. Very interesting. Yeah. So anyways, dude, I'm telling you, go check it out. And like the things that like the government, it's all about how the government, of course, wants to weaponize all this stuff and they're not really smart enough to do it. And got to go check it out. Okay. My dad would love that. Oh, it's right up blood's alley. Go tell him. The last one is The Irregulars. I just started watching it last night with Sarah, but it looks pretty cool. Period piece Patricia, of course, loves this. That's what I call Sarah because Sarah loves a period piece, okay? Okay. She's all about (laughs) period pieces. Set in Victorian London, the series follows a gang of troubled street teens who are manipulated into solving crimes for the sinister Dr. Watson and his mysterious Mm. business partner, the elusive Sherlock Holmes, the Irregulars. In this world, Sherlock Holmes is not a great guy. Oh. And that's the twist on it. And all these kids are like kind of orphan kids and stuff. I'm really early on it. It's on Netflix. Just came out a couple days ago. It's pretty interesting. So if you are like period piece Patricia, you might (laughs) like this too. Sarah loves it. Last night we were watching and we were like, all right, this is cool. We're into it. Okay. I was strolling around TikTok and I saw this and I thought this was really funny for some reason. You were strolling around TikTok, a.k.a. wasting hours of your life scrolling through TikTok. This is true. I got this for you. Okay. Oh, lovely. Yes. She's a horse girl. She's crazy about horses. (laughs) Loves horses. (laughs) And her horse too. I'm a bad boy Cause I don't have any horses I'm a bad boy For breaking her horse She's a horse Horse girl Wow, that's really bad You're a horse girl Horse girls are a thing though Yeah Especially, there's like a whole horse girl, I guess, club on TikTok. Like a lot of horse videos on TikTok. Oh, I, I believe it for sure. I got a book wreck. Ooh, love a good book wreck. I will say this. Um, I did finish The Gray Man. It's very good. And also, they almost got me with, this is a series now. It was really hard for me not to fall down the, let's just rip through the series thing. And I didn't. I was strong. And I went and I pivoted over <laughs> to something new. But- The Gray Man. Very good. Can't wait for the movie. Snow Crash is a book I just started reading, and 
I got a lot of YFTers telling me they were like, listen, if you're a fan of Ready Player One, you need to read Snow Crash. Okay. Uh, Ready Player One is kind of like a ripoff of Snow Crash. I was like, oh. uh, okay. <laughs> Here's the synopsis. In reality, hero protagonist, which by the way, that's his name, which I think is really cool. It is. You're like, all right, so who's the hero protagonist in this thing? And so he, he's That's got- That's weird. Well, it's his fake, it's not his real fucking name. It's like a fake name that he's created. Uh. And so his name is Hero Protagonist. In, okay. in reality, Hero Protagonist delivers pizza for Uncle Enzo's Costa Nasta Pizza Incorporation. But in the metaverse, he's a warrior prince plunging headlong into the enigma of a new computer virus that's striking down hackers everywhere. He races along the neon-lit streets on a search-and-destroy mission for the shadowy virtual villain threatening to bring about Infopocalypse Snow Crash. It's similar to Ready Player One in the fact that there is a real world that people are living in, and then everyone is escaping into this. In this one, it's called the Metaverse instead of in Ready Player One, it's called um, The Oasis. Oh, yeah. But like Ready Player One is obviously dives headfirst into cult classics of the 80s, mm-hmm. whereas this is a lot darker and deals with, it seems like it's a lot of drug use and like the underbelly of the internet. Snow Crash is a drug that you can take while you're in the metaverse. Mm. And it's like a virus and I'm really early in on it, but it's it seems really fucking cool. Very dark, gritty version of Ready Player One. And I'm here for it. So, uh, okay. Snow Crash by uh, Neil Stevenson. I'm early, but I'm liking. I think it was the one. Did we talk about you reading that instead of watching it or did you already watch the show? The one? Yeah. I watched like the first couple episodes. I didn't see the end of it. Oh, though. yeah. Well, there's a book. I think there's a book. And remember, you. I think you mentioned wanting to read the book to see. Oh, yeah. If it was different. You got to get on that, too. Okay, You can read, too, sister. But I've already seen the show. It's different. Also, I really, unless I'm on an airplane, I really don't have time to read. Mm. It's my plane hobby. Got it. Got but you know what? It. Flying to Denver on Friday, so Why? I'll give it a go. Why are you going to the Mile High City? Because I love it there. Okay. Duh. 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 I'm a big fan of Lake Street Dive. I think I played for you, oh, that song, Being a Woman, which I think you liked a lot. And and they're just awesome. But on a playlist of mine, something from back in 2014 showed up. And I was like, I love this. And so this is kind of before I discovered them. It's a song called Bad Self Portraits. It's just so freaking relatable, I feel like. It's so good. I'm taking, I'm taking landscapes. I'm taking, 
bad self-portraits of a lonely woman. It's so good. I mean, I'm not lonely, but I got a really nice camera, and I just take <laughs> shitty pictures. Oh, my God. I have no idea what I'm doing. Did you ever get into Kishibashi? No. I remember we played a bunch of Kishibashi back in my uh, Lightning 100 days, but this song popped up the other day, and I was like, ooh, I love this. Uh, this is a song called Honey Body. I'm what? getting ready for summer because it's like starting to get nice here in LA. We're on the precipice it's of pools. It's always nice in LA. Very true. But we're, we're like almost in like pool days. Sarah and I are like reconfiguring the backyard right now. And oh. I'm getting into summer mixes. And that's what that Kishibashi tune was all about. Me being like, oh, we're going to be sitting by the pool. The Jimmy Buffett margarita machine is going to be coming out. Oh, boy. Hells yeah. I need one of those. You do need one of those. All right. Well, how do, you have, get, how do I get a free one? I don't know. When's your birthday? I'll buy you one. Coming up, actually, May 26th. Oh, that's right. It's right after mine. Are you a Taurus or a Gemini? I'm a Taurus. That's what I thought, yeah. You're a Gemini? Loser. <laughs> Tish the Dish is also a Taurus. Of course she is. That's why her and I are Ugh. secondary soulmates. Right. I want you to tell her that I have come up with a term called secondary soulmates, and she's my secondary soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll probably be like that's genius we need to make that a television show because that is a great title it i is. would watch that <laughs> or tell your dad that's a good song title as well or your it sister really or your sisters or your brother fuck tell us cyrus secondary soulmate <laughs> seems like a good title for something uh can we add a, one final poll for for the Y of Tears this week. Sure, what is it? My hair is very long. Mm -hmm. I can't decide if I should chop her off mm. or keep it long and let it grow. I need answers. Why can't you just chop a little bit off? I'm an all or nothing kind of gal. Wow. Like either short or like long. In between is just like, mm. Mm. All right. You know, what do you guys think? Chop her off for summer or let it grow and keep it long? I just don't know. Decisions. We got Patreon polls here. Which burger Ooh. place deserves a spot at USC? I forgot we even did this. Okay, we went with Five Guys, Shake Shack, Waterburger, and In-N-Out. Five Guys won by a landslide. It's wow. It's the best. In-N-Out was second, Shake Shack was third, and Waterburger was dead last. That's because it's the worst. Don't forget, tomorrow we have a live Patreon for all Tier 2 members. That's Erotic Grandpa members. 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll post a link in Patreon then for everyone to come out. And That's exciting. I was told to tell you guys, for all you that are Erotic Grandpas, if they don't include their address, you won't get merch. Oh, and then also because I complained about the producers not giving us the last name, some people don't want their last names read. 
so to streamline the process and to be fair to everyone, it's just getting a first name and last initial. I still don't like that, but whatever, whatever you guys want. I think that's fair. Okay, Brandy. Oh, Erotic grandpa's here. I shaved my chest hair and waxed my balls for this. So here this, we no. go. Shall Can I take my headphones off? No, you must listen <laughs> to it, but don't make eye contact. You know the rules. Shout out to Andrea H. from Pennsylvania. From pa, Pennsylvania. Is it Andrea or Andrea? That's the most annoying name ever because you can never remember if it's one or the other. Just let's just go ahead and say for the rest of time, it's Andrea. Andrea is dead. Also, shout out to Pia R. from Texas. Ah, Pia. What an interesting name. Shout out to Babs B. from New York City. I hope that's Peter's mom, Barbara. But I don't remember Peter's last name because I'm old, so maybe not. Shout out to Shannon M. from California. Shout out to Danielle S. from Texas. We have a lot of Texas fans, which is interesting because you guys all hated Whataburger. Shout out to Jaden M. from Nevada. Also shout out to Mackenzie G. from Tennessee. Mackenzie G. has the big letter as the K. Which is interesting because usually the big letter is the C. I wonder if Mackenzie is a big C. <laughs> oh, gosh. Shout out to Hannah L. from Washington. Love the Pacific Northwest. Once in the Pacific Northwest, I met a woman named Sharon. And Sharon and I made love on the rocky beaches of the Pacific Northwest. And I never saw her again because... She was rather ugly. Shout out to <laughs> Samantha B from Tennessee. All of that rhymed, which is nice and neat, which makes sense because everyone in Tennessee rhymes everything because they're all songwriters. Shout out to Melissa M from California. Hmm. Shout out to Claire R from Minnesota. I hope that's not the Claire from the season of The Bachelorette because we made fun of her a lot. And it probably would anger her to listen to this podcast. Shout out to Kara or Kara P. Similar to the Andrea Andrea problem. She's from New Hampshire. New Hampshire? Interesting. Do you go to Lake Winnipesaukee? That's where my favorite movie was filmed called What About Bob? Starring Bill Murray. And shout out to Samantha M. from Illinois. Once again, I don't believe there are any boys in the erotic <laughs> grandpa club. Which is fine, because boys are stupid. And I love the women. Boys are so stupid. Okay. <sighs> I think that's it, Brandi. Oh, thank God. Thank God. It's all over now. She's a horse girl. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We love you so much. I'm God bless everyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> but don't have any horses. I'm a bad boy. You gotta send me the link. Breaking her horse. She's a horse. A horse girl. <laughs>
so my ears. good. So good. <laughs> I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.